0: to the you in progress podcast with your girls gabriella and michelle thanks so much for listening and remember to follow us on instagram at the you in progress podcast to share your badass story hashtag you in progress all right let's get into it
1: all righty everybody we are so excited to be here today yeah. um we are having a our first on our phones this three-way podcast kind of tech here so if we're talking over each other and it's a little bit choppy this is what you're getting the real work in progress here so (laughs) yeah
0: well yeah i i feel essentially like i always say anything with computers like if it's not steve jobs i'm like i'm like a a freaking hacker over here (laughs) but i'm not honestly this was uh this was pretty difficult for me you guys easy honestly though
1: I feel like we're doing a pretty good job this is definitely our first time like we aren't in no studio we ain't making no funds yet so we're here making the best out of nothing okay so (laughs) right. right. Uh, that's right well perfect everybody we do have a extremely special guest as we talked about last week I definitely want to give him the recognition and introduction that he deserves uh, but we are going to be focusing on triggers today and kind of having this back and forth together Um, without further ado Guillermo do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself
2: yeah no thank you for for having me I'm really excited about just chatting it up with all of you and um so yeah, I'm, I'm Guillermo. Um, uh, Guillermo is the actual name I just get, got in used to over the years of just saying Guillermo because it makes it easier for people, but doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's the right thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Guillermo is the name. I was born in uh, San Jose, Costa Rica. I was uh, raised in Miami, Florida, and I currently live in the Bay Area. I am a, a friend, a father, um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: a husband, a son, you know, all the, all the fun titles uh, yeah. I, I do have, and I'm just really excited to be here.
1: Oh, that's amazing. And we're equally just so excited. Um, and just hearing your perspective, especially with just like the healing journey and, and where emotions come up for you, right? Mm-hmm. And so with that said, and I've had the chance to connect with you and also hear this a little bit. Um, but why would you say are you passionate about mental health anyways? Like why like what's kind of the passion that you have towards like the healing journey and mental health and personal development?
2: I think for it just really comes down to like freedom in a way i just i i yeah. for me for me mental health and and this healing journey that i've been on and just self-discovery it's it's literally about unlocking areas of you that you didn't even know you have right like mm-hmm. and for me mm-hmm. at least i'm gonna use i statements here like all, all the things that i didn't know i had my potential like my my regrets even right like my yeah. fears um it's just it's almost like. I've gotten on this like date with myself, and I've learned oh. how to start falling in love with myself. If that makes sense, mm. and so that's what I love about it because I feel like if someone hasn't had that opportunity, it's like you're missing out on probably one of the best relationships you've ever have.
1: Oh my mm. goodness! Yes, I'm like snapping so hard. I'm suck at snapping, but that is ex- just right aligned with you know why I started on the healing journey as well right it's and Gabrielle says all the time but it's so hard being uh, the disease and the cure because a lot of times right we stand in our own way oftentimes and we don't even know it because we didn't do that kind of inner work
2: yeah and that's what it was for me growing up like I think for many many years I just didn't I didn't really know who I was right like I knew who I could be for people and I, I knew what I was to people but I didn't know who I was mm-hmm. and um and so that that that's probably the reason why I'm so passionate about you know mental health and and self-discovery and all these different things because it is just it's given me a new perspective in life and it's been inward versus outward and I think I spent mm-hmm. most of my life going outward um which you know was was exhausting in many ways
0: Like, can you share, I think, maybe one of the first moments you remember where maybe you can paint the story where you felt a change needed to be made, Um, you know, and again, I think this is so important because um, as I've been talking to like some of my like male friends out there and. They've been super supportive of our podcast, but it is from that female perspective. Um, mm-hmm. so everybody's very excited to to have a male doing the work on mm-hmm. our show. <laughs> but um, what can you, I guess, remember like one of the first memories of you feeling like fuck, like this is
1: not like I need weird. to yeah, I need to change yeah. and inwards, I need to go inwards. When did you have that realization?
2: Um, I would say it was probably when I had to leave Miami. Um, I got a new job and um, that job was was here in the Bay Area, but I was still in Miami, but it required me to kind of fly a lot. And so the, the first, um, I would say onboarding should have been like probably like six weeks, but it ended up turning into this 18 weeks away from home. Oh. Um, and so I was kind of forced to go live on my own for 18 weeks for the first time with No baby, no friends, no nothing, right? Like there was, it was just me. Mm. And I think there was, I didn't have any friends. I didn't have anything. And it started to become, it it put up a a mirror, right? It put up a mirror for myself. And I didn't often recognize, I would lay there in the bed and go, what am I going to do today? It's Saturday. I have nothing around me. I have no friends, nothing familiar around me. There was a lot around me. I just wasn't seeing it. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think that was one of probably the first moments where I was like, who are you and what do you like to do? Yeah. Like once, once you removed all the, restri- uh, the, the distractions, right, and when, once you removed this innate, like, it, not innate, it's more like a, a condition, this condition um, yeah. of, of having to exist and do for others, now you don't have that because you don't have an immediate circle around you anymore, so you're no longer focusing on what others need, now it's all about you. And I think that was for me the, 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 the starting point, where it was like I had never spent time by myself with myself. And that was the first moment where I realized, like, oh my god, this is this is crazy. Like, what what do I do with myself? It, it yeah. a lot of people would have been like, oh my god, that's so much fun, and it was eventually. But at first, it wasn't. It was scary because I didn't know what it was to be with myself. And so I think that was probably the first, like, the first aha moment, right? Like the first red flag, if you may.
0: Mm-hmm. Um what are some of the? Um... Like, I'm curious to know, I guess some of, I know you mentioned the word like conditioned and like, that's definitely like a, a loaded word. And I'd love for you to kind of feel, um, like you have been conditioned, you know, since, um, you know, before that point, of having to silence that distraction. Um, I'd love to know that. And also, I guess, what were some of your triggers that you were just like, I, need to i need to address this you know and you're mentioning like mirrors and like so what were you seeing what were you feeling and also i'd love to know the condition part
2: (laughs) yeah Uh, and i'll give like a brief like i right after this when i started this work i ended up getting into um the Enneagram um, study, which is you know, is basically just talks about different personality types. But it, it it within when you go through the Enneagram training, and you know, shout out to EPP is called Enneagram Prison <laughs> Project. Um, they they offer you know this to uh, folks who have are in prison, right, to really reform and, and help them you know heal from the inside out versus what we do and all this, which is just, just so performative. And so I got involved with them, and I learned. You know everybody's born with this divine spark right and then after that you get this attachment which is usually with your caregiver your parents right like those are the ones you're a child you don't know any better you're what one yeah. year old two year old yeah. um, but then after that you start developing your own way of consciousness right like you start looking and you start learning by just seeing and that's that's what's the conditioning piece right you start learning behaviors from other people before you can even learn how to communicate verbally mm-hmm. right you And that's, that's what I talk about conditioning, right? So since I was a little kid, just growing up in a, in a a dysfunctional home in terms of my parents just, they weren't really in love, right? Like they just didn't get along. Mm -hmm. It wasn't abusive or anything like that, but it just wasn't functional, right? So I knew there was a lot of disagreements. I knew there was a lot of unhappiness. But I started to notice, right, from a very young age that if I was just of service to both parties, then I would never get the bad end of either or, right? And um, mm-hmm. and so I became useful and became of service and became this person that, like, you know, when my mom was sad, I was on her side and supporting her and, and giving there and cooking and cleaning and doing all these different things that I knew would make things easier for her and became kind of right. like her rock from a very young age. Wow. And then that that conditioning on its own translated to teachers, and then it translated to friends, and then it translated to bosses. And then next thing you know, I was 30 years old, and I had become this person that would just adapt to what everybody else needed. And there was never any time there to understood what I wanted and what I enjoyed and what I loved. And so I could be great with my Hispanic friends and listen to salsa and, and and I was, I was fine with that group. And I can also go to the rockers and the emails and, you know, (laughs) and and I can also like, I became this like chameleon, right. Where I I will fit anywhere. And so everybody loved me and liked me for what I had to offer to that particular group. But it got to a point where I sat there and I said, what do I offer that it's mine genuinely? Everything that I'm doing is exuding what everybody expects out of me. And not what I necessarily wanted.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it, you know, I'm so like, I obviously, you can't see my face, but I'm so in awe of just your response because it sounded like, you know, that role that you played as your mom's rock also programmed you to just be so excellent at code switching, right? It's like Mm -hmm. you meet all these other people and you know immediately how to almost people please in a sense, right? Because you were just so programmed to be like, I'm going to be here and I'm going to be... XYZ for this person but then you get to this point where it's like but who am I for myself mm. um, and I think oftentimes that that dialogue that inner dialogue never happens for many people um, because they don't realize that their personality and what they are and who they are um, was programmed in them from the very, very start, right? Like, like you said before, they could even verbalize. Um, and so, was that, was that scary for you? Like, how, like, how did that feel? Like, I mean, for me in my experience, it was ground shaking. It was like, holy shit! Like, I need to make a change. And it was definitely scary for me. Um, but what did that feel like for you? Was it like encouraging? Was it scary? Like, what parts were scary? What parts were encouraging?
2: Um, I think that the first part was scary, because I think when you, when you, when I stood in front of that mirror and realized, like, who are you and what are you about, you know, and not having a solid answer, you know, with 20-something years under my belt, it was, it was scary, and it was hard, and, and being a, you know, a, a, you know, heterosexual male in a, in a Latin, you know, community, predominantly Latin community in Miami, it yeah. was even harder because I couldn't talk to any of my friends about They didn't get it, right? They were just going right. to start cracking jokes like, oh, you're this, you're that, or, hey. you know, God forbid, one of my friends did yoga, right? Like, that was something like, uh-huh. oh, my God, you know, he, he's gay, right? Like, right. all these things that, like, were jokes that didn't, weren't intended to hurt, but they were just a coping mechanism because that's, that's how we were raised, right? Like, if you have feelings, if you have thoughts, if you have emotions, if you cry, then you're not manly enough, Right. Yeah. And um, and if you have to take some time to do some self-care, if you have to like unplug from what's going on in the world, then you're leading, you know, you're leading your family to failure because you're not providing, you're not there, you're not the, yeah. the face mm-hmm. of the strength. Um, and it's hard because I think it really depends on how you grew up. Like I didn't necessarily grow up in a home where that was taught to me. But I grew up in an environment where that was yeah. predominant and taught to me. Right. So then right. I I could I could express my emotions and feelings a little more at home. But the moment that I left home into the circle that I was in, that wasn't necessarily socially accepted. And so it was I think it was really hard when I realized both things because I was like, I need a change and it felt awesome and fun. And and it felt like there was a light at the end of the tunnel that I really wanted to see what it was. But then at the same time, I had this like fear of like loneliness and this mm. fear of you know, I'm a personality type too, which means I'm like I'm the giver, I'm the helper, right? But yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the opposite of that is that we're afraid of rejection, we're afraid of not being yes. liked, I'm afraid of not being loved, I'm afraid of not yes. being good enough, right? And so it was really hard for me to navigate that um as as just who I was, because of many different aspects, and knowing that this self-work was gonna lead for me for me to make some decisions about having to put up some boundaries too, right? And that means having to let go of relationships of friendships of ideologies of, of all these different things that just made made me who i am and so that, yeah there was fear there was sadness there was um um i think at a lot a lot of times there was just i felt lost in the process like yeah. what's next and why um so that those those were just some of the i would say predominant feelings through through that process
0: is there uh, a like let's say I know for me, like there, you know, triggers or some situations, or there's some circumstances that, let's say a year or five years ago, or whatever it is, I would react one way, I would internalize that in a really, really unserving way. Um, you know, and now I see that I've kind of change the dial a little towards a direction where I Uh am proud of that I want to and that's going to serve me for the longer term. Um, Do you ever find yourself in situations where Guillermo five years ago, would have reacted or internalized something one way Guillermo 2023, um, the dial has changed? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the circumstances or the situation, it might really essentially be the same, but the person's different. Like, do you ever, like, and maybe you can give an example of, like, a situation where that happened five years ago, happened recently. These were my two, how I um, kind of moved through that, um, you know, from then yeah. to now.
2: yeah. I think probably one of the biggest ones for me was, and it it, it may sound a little silly to some, but it's really about like when I get feedback or advice from a friend or their opinion on something, um, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how incredibly triggering that was for me. Because Mm -hmm. when I wanted to do something X, Y, or Z, right? Like let's say, you know, something as simple as I want to go have sushi tonight, right? And so I invite a friend and I will never lead with, hey, I'm going to go have sushi. Would you like to join? I will say, I would like to go to dinner. What do you want to have? Right? And so (laughs) it it really is different, right? So five years ago, that would be my approach. Now I was like, I'm going to go have sushi. You down or not? Because that's what I'm going to have. Get Get your sushi. Get my sushi. sushi. But I think it it was in moments like that. And if I I put that probably on on a bigger scale, right? It was something as simple as... You know if i wasn't happy in a friendship or if you did you know if i was unhappy in a, in a moment in life and i would go to my friend or one of my you know someone that i looked up to and say hey this is how i feel what they will say and what they will believe and what their opinion will bring will start making me question my own feeling to the point that it's it was an almost like hey here's something for you to just think about and analyze it was more of like, you're completely wrong and what this person's saying is completely right. Immediately. There was mm. no there was no time. I hadn't card the, the discipline and the and the self-worth for me to analyze and just be able to take feedback for what it was, right? Like or or a sounding board for what it was, it it would completely annihilate who I was. Like yeah. and it, it I started making moves and I started making decisions based on what people who I admired and loved had to say and not necessarily with what I wanted. And so then the i will take that decision whatever that decision may be um and then i'll start holding resentment against myself and holding resentment against that person right um Mm. because my immediate reaction was to be like how dare that person tell me this right when in reality hey you need to have some emotional responsibility right like why did you make that decision and so i think a good example of, of specifically something like that um was when it was, you know, when it was time for me to start doing all this self-work and I realized I needed to like do some healing. You know, I had friends who would be like, you just need to cut everybody off. Like who whoever doesn't serve you just doesn't serve you and you just need to move on and you need to be vocal and you need to like do all these different things. And I just wasn't ready for that. Yeah. I wasn't ready to make that particular move. Right. And so I started doing that move and I started losing myself in the process because I was losing things that I, I was actually very, very in love with things that I really Mm. enjoy, like my circle of friends or, you know, a relationship with my mom or a boundary with my spouse that like, I was really not ready to just cut it dry like that. And because someone Mm -hmm. else told me I should, I went ahead and did it. And then I learned nothing through it because the entire time I was just resenting my own decision-making. And so now five years now, you know, I can talk to you all and you can say, Hey, Maybe that relationship is not great for you. You should consider it. And that's exactly what I would take it at. As someone that, I, I, that loves me, that sees a red flag or sees a flag, and I'm going to consider that. But I'm eventually going to spend enough time with myself to make the right decision for me and own, more than anything, own that decision. I wasn't owning the decision. I was relying on somebody else to make decisions for me and right. just taking that and running with it. And, and so it was, really, it was really, really hard um, to go through that because you're constantly... You're, you're well we're always in our heads right that's just that's just yeah. normal human behavior but it, it was really hard for me to move on and 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 put boundaries or or create healing patterns because it wasn't really coming out of me it was coming out of advice and thoughts or what I saw other people do and I was like oh if they did it then it's gonna work I'm I'm just gonna do that because I also don't want to lose their friendship right like I want them to see that I'm doing the things they're doing so that I can stay within this relationship because I really enjoy my time with that person Mm -hmm. um and again everything outward never anything inward
1: right I am so um I'm just kind of thinking about your example. I I have to say that I completely relate to that. It actually, you know, many years ago, not even that many years ago, like a short amount of time ago, um, I also just had a really hard time um not taking feedback but not taking it so personally and like allowing it to affect the way that I viewed myself and it, it did it I don't know what it was. Well, I kind of know what it is doing the healing right that I won't talk about now. but um, it is interesting how the way that that shows up in your life also kind of dictates the kind of decisions you make. And you said something that I found particularly really interesting. Um, when you you know go outwards for making a decision, of course you're gonna have that resentment, right? When you when you choose someone else's kind of decision making. So for yourself, what internal steps did you have to take to like to really feel and believe that you are authentically choosing the decisions that are aligned with you?
2: Well, the first thing I had to do was silence, stop going for start going outwardly and sharing everything with, with the people that are close to me. And that was that was really hard, right? So I, I will be that kind of person that I don't know. I was gonna do this podcast, and I was very excited. So I immediately, will text my friend, be like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna do this podcast, right?" And Mm -hmm. and and my friend will have many different opinions, and then I will start the excitement that I had about the podcast. Now starts getting clouded, right? Because I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like Mm -hmm. this person, like, "Well, how many followers do they have, and what's their intention, and where where is it going from, and what does that look like?" Um, or another friend of mine be like, "Oh my god, you're doing a podcast? That's so silly. That's so stupid. Or you're so you know all the tell me their names, tell me their names
0: because you know
2: and this this didn't happen. Is an example. (laughs) But that's kind of like what it would look like, right, for me. Um, And so step number one for me was learning how to like sit in my own silence and -hmm. learning what to share and what not to share. And when I was ready to share why, what was my intention? It really starts for me in the why. I yes. started asking myself a lot of whys. Like why, mm-hmm. why, 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 why to the point that I was already in the labor, you know, in labor coming out of my mom. Like to that point, like deep, 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 deep all the way to like, I had no more consciousness. Like I was like, I was three months old, oh, yeah, right? Um, <laughs> and like asking myself why, 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 why? And, and then the second step after that was what do I want out of this? Like, what's my outcome? What's my intention, right? Like because at the end of the day, like impact is important and sorry, intention is important, but what's going to really resonate is the impact. Exactly. And so yeah. I started with the why, what's my intention? What do I want to do? Why is this important to me? Um, and then what's the impact? Like, what's going to come out of this? Am I doing this out of ego? Because I want, you know, Ugh. something out of this, like, that's going to make me feel and look good. And, you know, people are going to be on, you know, social media or LinkedIn going, oh my God, this guy, like, is that my motive or is it because I really want to share my story and I really want to impact others or simply because I'm proud of how far I've gotten. And I just, just want to talk about it. it right. Yeah, um, yeah. But those were the steps that like I had to kind of start taking where it's, I started to not overshare with people. Mm. And not because I felt people were better. They're not deserving of me sharing is because I didn't know how to manage, you know, that piece. I didn't know how to share something and not be heavily influenced because I wasn't secure enough in myself yet. I didn't know what I was about.
1: Right. Mm,
0: I love that. Like, let yeah. me tell you, I'm just like listening. I'm like, it's like the male version of Gabriella speaking right now. It's like, <laughs> damn, I got a twin. Uh, no, I hear that. And sometimes like, and that really clicks to me because like recently I've stopped sharing as much with people that I'm doing in my life, whatever the moves or ideas or creations or anything like that because and it's not even that like, I think it's a terrible idea or whatever. But like, why was I sharing that? Was it to get that outward validation? Because I didn't think my, um, my satisfaction, and my opinion of that being a fucking awesome idea, or an awesome next move in life, whatever it is, like, whether it's like manifesting more money, or whether it's like, you know, uh, moving or, you know, a partner, whatever it is, like, it is very hard when you are not fully secure in yourself yeah. um, to, to, you know, keep to really stand strong. And like, this is what I want to do. This is cool. And like, if I share it, it's really not going to change what I want to do, versus when you are unsteady, and you share it you know what why are you sharing it so somebody else can be like that's a fucking dope idea and you're like oh yeah great good job Gabrielle that's a great idea because Sally said it's a great idea instead of you know for for other reasons so I really like that and like what is the impact like you know the intention like yeah but like how impactful is this going to be for me I think I don't even think of that half the time right like my intention is great but what's what's the impact like is it really going to Add value and quality and, and service to me. Yeah. You know, and I think that, yeah, I think there are a lot of people that are going to be like, oh shit, I need mean, to write
1: this down. You know, <laughs> I, yeah. I was also going to say as well, like, and without even, you know, saying it explicitly, it really, what you're kind of, navigating when you're having that inner dialogue of like, why am I doing this? Why, why, why? And also, you know, pulling the thread further and understanding what is the impact of this. Essentially, what you have flowed and mapped out is you know, reaching your highest self. It's like, am I doing this for ego or am I doing this out of love? Am I living in my integrity or am I doing this for another you know, kind of motive that I need to better understand? So I'm really, and that's another thing too, is like identifying the impact. That's something that I'm now going to learn and put in my book to really understand like intention and impact that is really powerful yeah. and I'm so happy that you shared that with us
2: so and, you know one of the things for me is always like I love people right and I love relationships and when I say I love my friends like I genuinely love my friends 100%. and one thing and one thing I had to come to realization was that what was my impact by just being a yes man for those friends um, like, like what, what what was I doing to the people around me which I claim to care so much about right, right. if all I'm saying is yes yes or whatever you say or your opinion if I'm never if I'm never putting up a mirror for my friends, if I'm never giving them uh, a different perspective, if I'm not there uh, showing who I really am so they can see different perspectives, then what am I really you know, doing? And wh- one day I remember going, I want to walk into a room and take up space versus going into a room uh- and seeing who's taking space and be like, I'm going to go under that, right? Like I'm going to mm-hmm. go and be that person's best friend because it, it eventually came across as flaky and non-genuine. And although I really genuinely do, wanted to be a supporter of this this person and didn't feel that way eventually because I was not loving them and supporting them. I was just giving them what they wanted to hear and no one grows that way, right? And so Mm -hmm. with my mission in life is to grow and to impact others and to help them grow, I needed to fundamentally change what I was doing and be my authentic self and eventually that on its own will create the right ripple effect for people to pick up what works for them and what doesn't they will just mm-hmm. leave behind right. but I wasn't creating any ripples I was just riding the ripples of other people if that makes right. sense and that That's was that was something that it was hurtful to realize because I I cared about these folks I cared about my parents and my friends and my my you know co-workers my teammates the people that I lead um and so that was, um, that was a big part of, of, I think the motivation too, behind wanting to get better at knowing myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And that's, um, I know we're coming up on end soon, but that is like, you know, there's the, your tribe, your vibe attracts your tribe and, you know, which is very true. Right. And also as you start to uncover yourself as you start to really shine and you know the your own radiance your self radiance you know eventually I'm sure that you've seen that there are folks who really aren't with that and there's folks that just came into your life out of nowhere who are like this is fucking beautiful legitimate like I want to be in this sunshine or I want to learn from yeah. the sunshine um, and I'm sure, you know, your, your life has really, you know, changed, um, you know, in ways that you probably are really proud of and appreciate.
2: Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I am, what I like to say is what I mean. I really do mean It's like, I'm present, I'm happy and I'm exactly where I need to be. And, uh. you know, and, and triggers are just, and, and triggers for me are, are potential to unlock freedom Mm -hmm. you know it's it's a potential to be reminded that there's still work to be done um and so when I get triggered nowadays I take a moment to think about why 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 before I react um and try to learn from it as much as possible but it's it's that was a big change for me is I'm exactly where I need to be and you know life will continue and we will manage it as it comes I love that
0: well guys it's a wrap thank you so much Guillermo for joining us before it cuts us off um, and we look forward to having you on our podcast. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom <laughs> and your
1: beauty today.
2: Oh no, thank you both for the space. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. We hope this gave you a sprinkle of inspiration with a few laughs. Remember to follow us on Instagram at the You in Progress podcast to share your thoughts and feedback. Hashtag you in progress. And remember, you got this. See you next time.